I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Thanks for downloading the John Kintura Show On Demand. And remember, you can always listen to my show as well as on-demand audio from Ben and Woods, Gwen and Chris, and other Intercom San Diego stations using the Radio.com app. Remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Live from America's finest city, it's the John Cantera Show. Doctor! Now, here's the coach, John Cantera, on 97.3 The Fan. Well, good Tuesday afternoon to everyone, and welcome to 97.3 The Fan. Coach John Cantera with you uh, all the way until 3 o'clock, uh, leading into uh, Gwen and Chris. And, of course, we made the announcement yesterday in the 1 o'clock hour, uh, starting last night at 7 o'clock, Monday through Thursday. We're carrying the Padre Social Hour with Padre Play-By-Play voice, Jesse Agler. I uh, tuned in last night, a, a great uh, show last night on 97.3 The Fan. And Jesse and uh, the troops will be back at it again tonight. At 7 o'clock. Very happy to have that program on for a lot of you Padre fans out there. It gives you a little bit uh, of extra uh, Padre talk on a daily basis. So uh, very uh, excited about having Jesse Agler and the Padre Social Hour on 97.3 The Fan. Also want to remind you tomorrow, live Twitter chat, uh, Braden Soprenant and yours truly will both be on it tomorrow at 11.15 to 11.30. So uh, send your questions in. Uh, I already got uh, one question uh, this morning that I'm going to throw out there uh, tomorrow from one of our listeners. He goes, Coach, you don't have to respond to me now. I'll just uh, watch the Twitter chat tomorrow. So if you've got any questions, you'd like to send them in to me, uh, you can do so. Uh, again, our uh, Twitter, uh, at 97.3thefansd. And we got a big show today, a real big show. I'm very excited about this show today. You know, when you do shows day in and day out, you have a, a good show here, you have a great show there, uh, hopefully not too many uh, bad shows. Uh, you know, and I, I'm a tough critic on myself. I mean, there are a lot of times over the years that, you know, uh, the fans thought the show was good. Maybe I didn't. Uh, and so I'm pretty tough on myself. But i got to tell you, today, we've got, considering there's no sports going on at all right now, we've got some incredible stuff on the program today. We're going to start with our first guest uh, coming up at 1235. Always a good get, and really, I think as good a guy as there is in the business. There are a lot of really, really good people that can break down football players, evaluate them, uh, talk about them. But they also, our lads draft guide, they also put it in print. And we got Dan Shonka, who runs our lads draft guide, coming up at 1235. And a lot of you folks have been listening to me for a long period of time. You know how good Dan is. And so we'll visit with Dan Shonka coming up at 1235. It just happened to be, since I'm broadcasting from home, 
I went out to the mailbox yesterday uh, during one of the uh, top-of-the-hour breaks, and I pulled out my R-Lads draft guide and had a chance to go through it last night. And, of course, I really focused in on the uh, quarterbacks. And we're going to talk more about the quarterbacks uh, here uh, is what we go through the program today. But, you know, when you take a look at the, uh, the quarterbacks, I mean, you know that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to take an Ohio kid. I mean, Joe Burrow uh, been absolutely fantastic at LSU after transferring from Ohio State. Uh, he's going to go number one. you got to kind of wonder where Tua Tagovailoa uh, may end up going. Uh, we've heard he could go to the Dolphins. We've heard he could go to the Chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert, the quarterback out of Oregon. Um, you know, he's a smart guy. You, you, here's the knock on him is that he comes from a small school, and he may not be a great leader. Well, you talk to people at the University of Oregon, they'll tell you he's a great leader. And he's been, also been a three-time academic All-American, so he's a smart guy. I'll be honest with you, I'm not probably the biggest Justin Herbert fan in the world, but I think the guy has a lot of talent. And we'll see where he ends up going in this draft. The one guy that I want to talk today with Dan Shanka about, I really wonder, where he uh, is going to go in the draft, and what kind of career that Dan Shonk and the people at our lads predict for Jalen Hurts, who had uh, you know a good career at Alabama, decided to transfer that last year, played Oklahoma, had a good year, was in the uh, Heisman Trophy uh, race, was the runner-up. Uh, but I, I think it'll be interesting to see what goes on with him. The other guy, and he seems to be the hot name out there, not that he's going to uh, springboard to number one overall and, and uh, jump by Joe Burrow, but as this kid out of Utah State, Jordan Love, you Aztec fans saw him. You saw him, and he beat San Diego State this year. But he's coming out a year early, and they list him at just maybe six foot. But everybody says they're doing a lot of work on him. Off-field work, uh, we know he had a little bit of a, an issue there at the end of the year, off the field, uh, up there in Logan, Utah. But he's coming out of year early, and a lot of people think he's going to be a fairly high first-round draft pick. So it'll be uh, interesting to visit with Dan Shaka coming up at uh, 1235. We're also going to talk today about the University of Cincinnati. They dropped their men's soccer program this morning. Amid all the uncertainty of the coronavirus and when you're going to get back uh, uh, playing uh, college athletics, i got to tell you, uh, it was last Friday, and I, I came on uh, the uh, Gwen and Chris show to uh, talk about the, the Lolita's uh, high school report. And just prior to that, they had J.D. Wicker, the athletic director of San Diego State on. And, boy, I'll tell you what, he got me thinking a little bit because J.D. Wicker said if we don't play football in the fall, there's a good chance we may not have college sports next year. Now think about that. Think about that. Not having any collegiate sports all of the 2020-2021 uh, calendar year. What would that be like? What would that be like? It's been tough enough now for the last four or five weeks. Can you imagine not having sports at the collegiate level through the 2020-2021 uh, collegiate athletic? And that means uh, you might uh, blow out another spring uh, group of uh, sports and give those guys another year of athletic eligibility. I mean, we're going to have to wait and see what these governors of these different states are going to do, but this is a little bit scary. And when one team starts dropping a sport, that means other uh, programs could definitely uh, start uh, looking to go in that direction. We're also going to uh, delve into NFL.com's ideal top two picks for all 32 teams, NFC and AFC. We're going to do that in the 1 o'clock hour. we got Bench the Coach. 
Uh, coming up in the 2 o'clock hour, we got the best third baseman in Padre history, according to our buddy A.J. Casavell from MLB.com. Uh, I think everybody pretty much knows who the number one guy is. After number one, then a little bit of a debate maybe for two and three, but we'll talk about that in the 2 o'clock hour. Also, about 2.15, we're going to update you on the MLB uh, show tournament. We're going to tell you when Fernando Tatis is scheduled to play again. And then at 2.35, Bodie De Silva from Scorebook Live. We went through Bodie's San Diego all-time section team among major leaguers yesterday. And we'll bring uh, Bodie on today, talk about how he went about uh, uh, picking uh, a great group of players. Great group of players. And you know, I said on the program yesterday that I thought maybe Eric Chavez would jump up over Craig Dentals. Well, you know what? I did my due diligence. I did my homework. Uh, Craig Nettles played 22 years. Eric Chavez played 17. Uh, Nettles, uh, I would say, probably kind of hung on a little bit too long when you look at his numbers the last few years with Atlanta and with Montreal. I don't even remember him playing with Atlanta and Montreal, to be honest with you. But I, I think i got to give uh, Bodie the, the nod on that. I think Craig Nettles over Eric Chavez at the uh, professional level. But we'll uh, kick that around, and, of course, we'll get to your phone calls. Our phone number at 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. Our website at 97.3 The Fan SD. And, of course, I always encourage you to download our radio.com app. Uh, download that and favorite 97.3 The Fan. Again, our Twitter, 97.3 The Fan SD. My personal Twitter, at CoachCantera44. Our Facebook and Instagram, at 97.3 The Fan. I bring in my uh, colleague uh, right now, back at our Intercom Empire 97.3 The Fan Studios, uh, Braden Soprenant. Braden, good day. And, boy, it's a beautiful day out after all that rain. Yes, it is a beautiful day. I love the fact that it's a beautiful day outside. I might be able to do a walk around the neighborhood today. Hopefully everybody keeps their social distancing going so we can uh, <laughs> get back to some type of normalcy as soon as possible. Uh, the rain did help in, in a sense of, one, it's it's gorgeous around San Diego County. I drove, uh, I went for a drive the other day uh, in my car, didn't leave, and didn't do anything that would uh, make anything worse. But it's green everywhere, which is amazing. We've had a lot of rainfall, which is great for San Diego. In fact, we had so much rainfall that they have to drain water from Lake Hodges because of its unsafe, the amount of water they have up there in Escadita, which is fantastic. Uh, but the rain has also done a really good job in keeping us from leaking out and doing things we shouldn't do. So I, I, met a, I am grateful for the rain that has happened, but I am glad that to see some sunny days because definitely for a lot of people out there that are uh, upset or maybe depressed a little bit, it does uh, bring the sunshine does bring a little bit more uh, happiness to a lot of people, including myself. Well, and hopefully our radio program, uh, 12 to 3, brings a little enjoyment uh, to the fans out there as well. You know, yesterday when I got off the air, I had my uh, uh, tennis shoes on. I grabbed the dog with the wife, and we went for a nice, uh, about a, a 50, 55-minute walk and uh, before dinner last night, and it was good to get out and uh, kept uh, social distancing. You know, Brayden, it's been really, uh, been really interesting when you go out. And I, I you know, when this first started, I went to um, – uh, uh, sprouts one uh, morning after, or one afternoon actually after a show. It was a little bit odd, and that was about five weeks ago. And I haven't gone to the supermarket. I've just gone to Seven Eleven or Quick Corner, and the wife does all the big shopping uh, normally about uh, once every uh, seven to ten days. Uh, and uh, uh, and we've been hanging around the house. But when you go out, 
it's a little bit odd because people don't really even want to talk. They just want to kind of look at you, acknowledge you, and you just kind of uh, walk along. And, and I know here in Solana Beach, you know, it, it's beautiful. It's by the beach. And, of course, the beach and uh, Fletcher Cove is shut down now. But people walk down in that area, uh, you know, and around that area, not going into the area. Uh, but a lot of people are out and about every afternoon. Like I told you last week on the program, We've had a lot of people in our area because we have sidewalks that I've never seen in my life. And, uh, I mean, every day it seems like it's a new group of people. But everybody uh, around here, at least, seems to be abiding by the rules pretty well. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, I I haven't seen a lot of people. It's almost to the point where it's like I see a news um, article about somebody having a party or meeting with like 10 different people or going to the beach. I'm just like, people are still doing that. I haven't seen it. So, uh, I can't imagine anybody doing that now. I think the rain definitely helped in that uh, sort of sense as well. Uh, Californians don't like being out in the rain in general, let alone when they're supposed to stay inside. So I've definitely <laughs> noticed that while driving to work. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the sunshine's great. Uh, hopefully they can start uh, when we start rolling back to things. At least they can start slowly opening up maybe the beach or some parks and trails. And I guess uh, the rumors out there that might be some of the first things to come back. So hopefully we don't abuse that as uh, San Diegans and uh, we can enjoy that at least and get some of our freedoms back slowly but surely. Hey, you know, Braden, one of the topics I wanted to bring up today, and I'd really like to hear from our, our listeners on this. This could be a really, really fun uh, uh, day if the, the listeners will uh, will uh, share their stories. But I wanted to throw out, uh, who was the first pro athlete you ever met? And, you know, how was he? Was he standoffish? Did he tell you kind of to, you know, get out of here, kid? Or uh, did he sign an autograph for you? And, and I've really been kind of picking my brain trying to remember the very first athlete uh, I ever met. And I, I can't remember. It was in the same year. But the Globetrotters came to Bing Crosby Hall over here in Del Mar. And my dad took me down there. And we got an opportunity to really meet Goose Tatum, who was the, kind of the clown prince before Meadowlark Lemon. And I got to meet him because my dad ran a bar, the Lucadian, up in the north end of Lucadia, and a guy, uh, an electrician who used to come in there, knew uh, Goose Tatum, and uh, we uh, went down there, and I got to meet him, and, the, and it was the same year that my dad took me to a Chargers banquet at the Del Mar uh, racetrack, and uh, I met Herb Trevino, a kicker, uh, Bud Whitehead, a defensive back, and Dick Westmoreland, uh, a defensive back. Uh, those were like the four uh, first uh, pro athletes I ever met, and uh, I got their autograph. I didn't get Goose Tatum's autograph that time, but I did get uh, all three of those Chargers. So, you know, I think it'd be kind of a fun segment. Do you remember the first pro athlete you ever met? Uh, I don't remember the time. I vividly remember waiting in line. I was three years old. And we were waiting in line at uh, El Cajon Ford and to meet Tony Gwynn. And he sat there and waited oh. for everybody. Didn't matter who was in line. He went well beyond the time he was supposed to be there to make sure everybody left with an autograph or at least got to meet um, Tony Gwynn. And that was uh, probably the first athlete I ever met. I met him a handful of times. Uh, I met his wife, actually, or Tony's mom, one time when I was uh, walking to Costco as a three-year-old. I had my mom and uh, sh- she had a really fun conversation about how much I loved Tony Gwynn growing up. Um, but it was really cool. Uh, Tony was always one of the best athletes to meet. The other one I remember uh, that I remember more was meeting. I met Ladanian Tomlinson 
at the Ranch Bernardo Inn. My sister just had her first Holy Communion, and we were celebrating. We had went and got breakfast with another family at the Ranch Bernardo Inn. Uh, my brother was playing around on the um, you know the uh, the putting green at the beginning where you like people warm up, and uh, he kind of got in LT's uh-huh. way a couple of times. My mom's like, "Hey, get out of that guy's <laughs> way! It looks important." And LT was super nice, um, and uh, it was a very nice guy. And then uh, we ended up. Uh, it took me a little bit to realize it was LT, and then later on. Um, our friend, my uh, my friend's dad was like, "Why don't we go meet him?" And I was like, "I don't know. I don't know if you if uh, you know he'd take the time to you know talk to us." He's like, "No, let's go say hi." So he's Tony or uh, LT's at the bar, you know, just hanging out, waiting for his uh, tea time, and uh, we he comes up and. Uh, my uh, friend's dad introduced, is just like, hey, I just want you to meet some of these kids. And he was really cool talking to us. And it was uh, another great experience uh, that I had meeting a professional athlete in San Diego. And, and honestly, in, growing up in San Diego the time I did, it was a, it was kind of a pleasure uh, to have LaDainian Tomlinson and Tony Gwynn be two of the guys uh, that you looked up to because they're always uh, you know model citizens of the community and definitely athletes to look up to. And they were always approachable, at least uh, in, in my interaction with them growing up as a kid. Yeah, so I'd like to hear from you fans out there. Who's the first pro athlete you ever met? I'd love to hear from you today at 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. We'll step aside. When we come back, we'll get to your phone calls. Also, the Raiders coming up with a contingency plan if their stadium in Vegas is not ready for the 2020 season. We'll tell you about that when we return to the John Quintero Show right here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Friday morning is at 10 a.m. for our virtual game of the week presented by B&B Appliance. Each week, the fan will stream a simulation of MLB The Show uh, 20 at our Facebook page at uh, uh, facebook.com slash 97.3 The Fan. And thanks to B&B Appliance for bringing baseball back to San Diego. Shop smart. Smart uh, local. bnbappliance.com For more info, go to 97.3thefansd.com. And don't forget to download the radio.com app and favorite 97.3 The Fan, to stay connected. I mentioned as we went to the break, the Raiders uh, have come up with a contingency plan uh, for Las Vegas if that uh, stadium is uh, not uh, uh, ready to go, uh, Braden. And uh, i got to tell you, I think uh, Vegas will get it uh, uh, rolling uh, at some point in time. I think they will finish. I'm not so sure about the one in L.A., uh, I'm not sure, 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 so sure about the one in LA either. I think Vegas will uh, will have it together. The other thing is we don't know when the season's going to start because if they push back the season, they still build the stadium. Uh, they should be in good shape. I'm not worried about it because it's so far in advance that you know it's not really something to worry about too much. We could talk about it in a second, uh, Coach. You do have three phone calls of guys uh, talking about uh, the first athlete they met and how old they were. So if we uh, want to dive into that, Scott and Rancher Bernardo uh, call. They had a pretty good one, Coach. Okay, let's uh, go out to Scott and Rancher Bernardo. Scott, welcome to 97.3 The Fan. How are you today? I'm doing well, Coach. Thank you. Thanks for uh, being there for us. Keep the entertainment rolling while we're doing uh, doing our sequestering. 
But I met Cream at Thank Wildebar. you. Well, it's good to be here. You know what? It's good for me uh, to be able to be able to talk sports, or I'd probably drive my family, namely my wife and dog, crazy. But you know, hopefully, we're bringing a little enjoyment to uh, all the folks out there. And believe me, uh, you bring a lot of enjoyment to me when you call in and share great sports stories. Well, I appreciate that. Hey, at uh, 1971, six years old, San Diego Sports Arena, San Diego Rockets. My dad company had some great floor seats and uh we were going we were coming back during um i think it was a break after first quarter and he was coming out of the tunnel and he stopped and waited and i looked up to him and i said hello and i was staring at his knee pad i was so so short he <laughs> bent down and it it just seemed like he was gigantic bent down shook my hand he was the nicest man uh that day he took a moment to say hi to the six-year-old uh, were you able to get his autograph? Oh no, he he was he he turned after he said enjoy the game. He ran out onto the the uh, court. I wish I could. Oh, that's great stuff. Was, uh, yeah. Oh, that's great stuff. Uh, I like that uh, a lot. Uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, I remember. Uh, going down to the sports arena when the ABA was playing there uh, in the, the San Diego Conquistadors. Now, I remember they came in uh, one year, the, the New York uh, Nets came in with Julius Irving. I remember uh, Irving walking by me, and I patted him on the shoulder, and I was, like, so excited. But years later, when I was playing college basketball at USIU, we played in a preliminary game at the sports arena, and uh, we came in after – the game, we played a team out of Michigan, Spring Arbor, and won the game. We didn't win many when I was at USAU, but we won that one. And I remember going into our locker room, and the, the Philadelphia 76ers were playing the Clippers that night, and uh, Daryl Dawkins and uh, Julius Irving, uh, they were addressing in our locker room. Which that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, one real other quick one, uh, if you got a second. Dave Winfield. I uh, yeah. had the really, really blessing of growing up with Eric Musman in La Jolla when his dad uh-huh. came out to coach, I think it was the sales, ABA sales. And, uh, uh-huh. and so he was, uh, Dave Winfield being an early Padre, you know, of course his dad coached him at Michigan. And, uh, and so I, I got an opportunity to hang out with Dave Winfield, you know, in my early, you know, 10, 12, 13 year old days, uh, when, um, when they were coaching, when Mr. Musselman was coaching. And again, Dave Winfield, young guy, didn't know anybody in San Diego. He'd come over and get some home cooking by Mrs. Musselman at the house, and we'd hang out with him. He'd play, he'd shoot basketballs with us. Of course, Eric was a great, great basketball player. I couldn't stand. I couldn't stay with him there. I could hang with him in baseball, but not in basketball. Well, hey, Scott, uh, good stories on that, and uh, I'll let you go. I thank you so much. And uh, Eric Musselman, of course, had a a nice uh, basketball career coaching at USC, and I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, his mother still lives here in uh, San Diego. I've heard him uh, talk on interviews about his uh, mom uh, still living in San Diego. So a good day, and uh, thanks for the nice compliment, and thanks for uh, sharing the story today. Thanks, Coach. All right, uh, we're going to get to the bottom of the hour. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Dan Shanka from Our Lads Draft Guide. But first, 97.3 The Fan is helping San Diego stay connected. Here's your latest news update from Radio.com.
ever met. Uh, I want you to give us a call, especially in that 1 o'clock hour, and uh, get your uh, thoughts on that. But right now we're going to get ready, and we're going to talk about the NFL draft. The NFL draft coming up on April 23rd, 24th, and 25th. And uh, yesterday, as I mentioned, I went to the mailbox during the program, and I pulled out. I was so excited yesterday. My wife, I, I grabbed it right out of her hand, and uh, she goes, what are you doing? I go, that's our lad's draft guide. I've been waiting for it. And 108 pages this year. So uh, we're going to head out right now to our SDCCU uh, fan hotline. We're joined by the man who uh, puts it all together with his great staff. Dan Shaka joins us on 97.3 The Fan. Dan, how are you? Real good, Coach. Uh, one thing I was going to mention, 108 pages of no pictures. That's one thing that uh, we double it in size if we, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, all the, the words are, well, I think, eight type or nine uh, in some of it. And uh, so we get that the fans get their money's worth, believe me. Uh, they've always gotten their money's worth. You know, I was uh, telling the fans yesterday, I did draft shows for 25 years, and the only book I've ever uh, used uh, while I was on the air is Our Lads Draft Guide. And, you know, I'm sitting here as I'm talking with you right now, uh, thumbing through it. But, you know, as usual, I want to talk about those quarterbacks, uh, Dan. Everybody uh, saying Joe Burrow definitely going to Cincinnati. I think it would uh, take a king's ransom uh, to steal that number one pick from uh, Cincinnati. But give me your breakdown on Burrow. Do you think he will go? number one overall no question about it in fact coach if you'd asked me uh in january i would told you the same thing because uh uh i was with duke tobin at the the uh east west shrine bowl and uh uh duke didn't tell me they're gonna take him but he didn't say they weren't either you know so uh and uh i i mean i think that's about as good a lock as they're gonna have in a draft pick because they want him they need him to help that fan base, uh, being a Southern Ohio guy. Plus, the double they, they doubled down because he's an Ohio State guy, too. So, you know, uh, they got everything uh, connected, and Joe Burrow will definitely be a Bengal. Why didn't it work out for him at Ohio State? Well, you know, I think it, it, there's horses for courses, Coach, you know, and uh, I think that, um, you know, they were uh, – the offense that they ran, you know, now um, when Haskins got in there a year ago, it was a little bit, there was more probably more to, you know, Joe Burrow's liking because he's already gone uh, then. But, uh, you know, the, all the quarterbacks they had, like Barrett and, and all those guys, you know, they they were the RPO. Uh, run, they could run it, you know, it's probably better than they could throw it for the most part. And uh, so I think that's the thing, the offense. uh you know, it just wasn't a great fit for him. We're visiting with Dan Shonker from Our Lads uh, Draft Guide. One more question on Burrow. You know, he had such a magical season for LSU. Uh, and, you know, people don't remember 5, 10, 15 years ago, but they're saying this guy may be the greatest quarterback in the history of college football. You've been doing this a long, long time, uh, uh, not only at Our Lads, but prior to that, working uh, for NFL franchises. How good is this guy compared to some of the greats of yesteryear? Well, uh, he, I think he's – the thing that, that people don't realize about him is some, somewhat similar to Tom Brady. Now, Tom came out when I visited Michigan. Tom was in my area, and uh, I visited Lloyd Carr, and, and I said, he's coaches, what are we missing on this guy? And uh, I said, he looks like 
he's super ultra competitive. I said this and that. He says, Dan, you're the first guy that mentioned what a competitive guy he is. Then he went on and tell, told me about, you know, they brought Hanson in and they put Hanson in at quarterback. I guess Tom came in and read him the riot act and said, hey, this guy didn't beat me out. Uh, you just put him in there and da-da-da. But anyway, um, I think there's a lot is like Burrow. I think Burrow is a, a guy that's uh, just – very cerebral in regards to football. Of course, his dad is, you know, is a defensive coordinator, football coach, and he's, he's been probably reading defenses forever. Um, and uh, you know, I think that uh, uh, he, here he's a guy that's going to be a really good quarterback. I think he's going to be probably when you know his career gets rolling, you know, one of the top uh, probably ten quarterbacks. But he's got to have help around him. I mean, obviously, he can't do anything unless you. You get some blocking and you get some, uh, you know, have a running game rolling and then have ca- uh, receivers catch the ball. And, you know, at LSU, here he's behind the Joe Moore offensive college offensive line of the year. He had seven receivers that were going to be uh, – that were underclassmen that all play in the NFL. Two of them are going to be going in the NFL this year. So all his receivers are NFL caliber players. So, Coach, I, I think – that, that's the big thing. Uh, you know, he was he was surrounded by immense college talent. <laughs> yeah, more talent at the wide receiver spot than he's going to have when he shows up with the Cincinnati Bengals, it sounds like to me. But we're, yeah. we're been, with Dan Shaka from Our Lads Draft Guide. What's your evaluation of Tua Tagovailoa? You think he's going to be a great NFL quarterback? Well, I tell you, Coach, I, I love the kid as a player, but I would stay away from him. I, I couldn't draft him. I mean, um, I mean, I love absolutely loved him uh, before the hip injury, and uh, I think that 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 is a big thing because he has he's been had chronic injuries, and sometimes you can overlook those ankles, and you know you overlook maybe shoulder a little bit, but you know when you put the it's like the NCAA where they're going to put a team on probation. They keep a file on them. They put all that little stuff in the file, and then when they want to slam the door on them, they open up that file and dump it out, and all those pages come out of all the things they've done. Well, that's what that's what happened with uh, Tua. You know, I mean, he's had all these injuries, and that's got to mean something. You can't ignore that as a, you know, maybe some of these analysts, that uh, have never been around NFL uh, teams and things like that. They can say what they want to, but I know when you're in the draft room and those doctors talk to you and stuff like that, it's a whole different ball game. And uh, I would guess a lot of teams have him off the board. Hey, I wanted to ask you about this kid at Utah State. Uh, he seems to be kind of the flavor of the last couple of weeks. Jordan Love, uh, uh, not a real big guy, very athletic guy. I saw him play against San Diego State. No doubt he's a dynamic guy, but coming out of your early, uh, uh, your thoughts on him, and have you seen him work out at all? Yeah, I, I saw him at the Senior Bowl, and, uh, I, you know, I'm not, again, here's a guy that, I think he's definitely a developmental player because he does have, you know, some arm strength to him. But that is not, you know, arm strength is probably the last thing you really look at, Coach. You know, I mean, you got to have it. But Burrow's not a, you know, Burrow can't, you know, throw the uh, the football through the side of a of a uh, concrete outhouse. You know what I mean? Uh, and and put a hole right through it. You know, but you don't want him to. You want a guy that's got a nice touch. You want a guy that can anticipate, put that ball in stride. Uh, and um, I, I, you know, love. You know, he he hit some quick outs and some curls, some hitches, 
things like that uh, at the uh, Senior Bowl. But when you asked him to go throw a post for anticipation, he didn't do it. And, and uh, most of his completions that he had for touchdowns were wide open, and he threw 17 interceptions. I mean, uh, when you're a turnover machine in, in, in college, you know, you're not uh, – it's not going to get a lot better for you on the next level. So, I, I mean – we, we think he's a good developmental quarterback. I think, you know, uh, if, if he salted away a little bit, he may have a chance. But uh, I, I think right now he just makes too many bad decisions and didn't, didn't anticipate well. And uh, so I, I think that he needs to ride the bench for a while and learn. Uh, Dan Schonker, our lads draft guy, joining us on our SDCCU uh, fan hotline. Uh, in your uh, mock draft that you have in the book, uh, and I would encourage any of the folks out there that are uh, into the NFL draft and you're not a subscriber to our lads uh, uh, scouting service, uh, shame on you because it's unbelievable uh, the amount of information they give uh, year in and year out. And they got a great website and they got uh, all the, the depth charts of all the NFL teams right now. Uh, you've got, uh, with the sixth overall pick, the L.A. Chargers taking Justin Herbert. Why? Um, well, I think this. He's a guy, that, and there's only one thing that I you know, I think that uh, that it will keep him, uh, at least right now, from succeeding early. Uh, I think he's got all the NFL talent. I think he's a uh, top ten talent. But I, I coach, I worry a little bit about the synapse from his brain to his hand. In other words, the anticipation that I talk about, uh, which I talked about with you earlier, that you, when you see it, you got to hit it. You know, you've got you you've got to actually. Uh, know where that receiver is going to be and cut the ball loose right through, right by that cornerback's ear and get it in there to the uh, receiver. And I, I, I think he, he hesitates just a little bit. And in the NFL, you know, those who hesitate are lost because they're going to get that ball picked by the best defensive backs in the world, obviously. But he's got to just cut it loose. I mean, just be out there, boom. And, you know, he's so analytical and so – intelligent i think he might overthink things at times and uh, i don't know if that will ever change but i mean um it, it, you know certain routes i mean you want to throw that 10 yard out or that 18 yard comeback and all that and uh you know i think he can do that okay but some of those extemporaneous routes i think he's gonna have to really work on it you know, uh, the last quarterback I wanted to ask you about, and I thank you as always for the time. Hopefully we can get you on next week before the draft as well. Uh, you've got Jalen Hurts going with the 64th overall pick uh, to Seattle and a draft pick they got from Kansas City. That seems like that would be a perfect fit, to him working with Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I really like uh, Jalen Hurts probably more than anybody else. And if you remember, Coach, I kind of, Led the band, led the uh, the band, I guess, uh, about four years ago for Dak Prescott, and nobody else was even on the same stratosphere as I was on right. him. And uh, you know, Hertz is, is kind of like that; they're built the same, um, you know. But I, I just think that Hertz is here's a guy that's been under pressure. You can't be under any more pressure than him in a college program. Uh, being at Alabama and uh, and then going into Oklahoma and he he threw, he completed eighty percent of his passes when in the first four or five games there at Oklahoma and um, he's a, a, a heck of an athlete he's really smart um, you know again I, if he salted away behind a real good quarterback like Russell Wilson 
you know, I think he could have a really uh, excellent uh, pro career. Uh, he's a heck of an athlete, a lot bigger than I thought he was uh, over the years. He's built himself up, and he's a good, uh, uh, strong body guy, and he's gotten a little bit better as a pocket passer as well. Hey, Dan, uh, tell the fans up and down the West Coast on our Radio.com app how they can uh, get everything that you guys have to offer, not only during the draft season, but even during the off season. Well, Coach, what we've done now, because of the uh, – uh, COVID-19 uh, out there, and fans are having a hard time, you know, getting draft patient and uh, getting, hey, even to a, bookstores are closed and what have you. Um, but we're offering our guide this year online, a digital copy that they can look at on their computer or on their phones uh, for nineteen ninety five, And, uh, you know, it's, it's really a heck of a deal. But they can go to our website in the subscription part, and they can either order the online copy, they order the the total package, um, or the uh, guide itself. Like they, now, if they order, say they want the guide, we will still send them a PDF copy while they're waiting for the guide. Okay, so they can get you know a two for one deal there, whatever you want to call it. But they'll still have that where they can sit out the draft and uh, you know take notes and things like that in the book. But prior to the book arriving, uh, you know they can look at it online. So. Um, we've got, we're trying to do some things out there for the fans this year to, to help them out and get through this draft. So all they have to do is go to our lads, O-U-R-L-A-D-S dot com or give us a phone call at 1-800-PRO-DRAFT. And, uh, we've got the operators ready to roll and, uh, they want to order a copy. We'll get it, get out to them. Uh, Dan, as always, thank you so much for the time. Uh, hopefully we get you on next week prior to the draft and always like to have you on after the draft and uh, continued success. And, uh, boy, my eyeballs are going to be rolling around in my head as I continue to read through this. Some tremendous information as always. And thanks so much for the time. You bet you, Coach. Anytime. Thanks a million. Stay safe out there. Uh, likewise, my friend, uh, Dan Shaka from Our Lads Draft Guide and all of our guests on the John Contero Show come via the SDCCU Fan Hotline. And SDCCU remains open. Rest assured, your uh, funds are federally insured by the NCUA. For details or to find a branch open near you, visit SDCCU.com. Let's get to our uh, uh, coach's corner right now before we get to the top of the hour. Coach Cantera breaks down the biggest stories in the world of sports right now. That was the adult in the gym. In the Coach's Corner on 97.3, The Fan. Number one. All right, Coach. Uh, Hank Steinbrenner, the oldest son of George Steinbrenner, one of the four siblings who own the controlling shares of the New York Yankees, died Tuesday at age 63. The team said he had died in home in Clearwater, Florida due to a long-standing health issue. A chain smoker and miniature drag racer, Hank had hoped to succeed his father as the team's controlling owner between the 07 and 08 seasons. He became the public voice of the Yankees' ownership. We're keepers of the flame, I guess he said then. I don't particularly necessarily enjoy it. I was kind of thrust upon me at some point. If you're going to be a leader, you've got to step up and you can't hide in the office. But brother Hal, 11 years younger, was put in charge in November of 2008. While Hank was in his 13th season as a general partner and the 11th as co-chair, he did not appear to have much involvement in the team's operations in recent years. Still, Hal said he consulted Hank and sisters Jessica and Jennifer on all major decisions. Uh, Yankees co-owner Hank Steinbrenner dies at age of 63 due to lengthy illness. 
Yeah, you know, I was real surprised to hear about that this morning. Uh, Braden, uh, you know, he uh, when his dad first passed away, he was uh, very much involved. But uh, shortly after that, uh, he kind of took a back seat to his brother, Hal, who you mentioned was younger. And uh, apparently uh, Hank had been uh, battling uh, an illness for a long, long period of time and uh, really wasn't much of a public figure the last couple of years. Number two. Kyle Larson was fired Tuesday by Chip uh, Ganassi Racing, completely are completing a stunning downfall for the budding NASCAR star who uttered a racial slur during a live stream virtual race and then watched as nearly everyone of his sponsors dropped him. 27-year-old Larson is in his seventh cup season with Ganassi had and considered a top free agent at NASCAR just three days ago is now out of a job in what could ultimately be an eight-figure blunder. After much consideration, Chip Ganassi Racing has determined that it will end its relationship with driver Kyle Larson. As we said before, the comments that Kyle made were both offensive and unacceptable, especially given the values of our organization. As we continue to evaluate the situation with all relevant parties, it becomes obvious that this was the only appropriate course of action to take. That is uh, Kyle Larson now out as a NASCAR driver. I would not be surprised if he does not come back as a NASCAR driver. I think he'll come back, but if you recall uh, yesterday when you uh, talked about uh, how he was being suspended, I said, don't be surprised if he doesn't get fired. Well, he got fired early this morning. Number three. Former Red Sox player and 2018 World Series MVP Steve Pierce said he has retired from a 13 major league career. Pierce, who was named the MVP after hitting three home runs with eight RBIs as Boston defeated the Dodgers in five games, made the announcement Monday night on WEEI, our sister station in Boston. The Boston radio station was uh, rebroadcasting game one of that World Series with Pierce providing some commentary. You know what? It has been a good run. I have 10 years in there. Right now I'm officially retired, he said. Pierce was asked during the rebroadcast about the allegations that the Red Sox illegally used the replay room to steal signs in 2018. Major League Baseball is investigating the allegations, but has not yet released its findings. That's such a joke to us, Pierce said on WEI. When it came out, we were all kind of joking about it. We just wanted this to pass us. We want it fair and square. Whether they accused us of, we were all kind of like, I can't believe this is even an issue. Once the report comes out, we're going to all be free. So that's uh, Red Sox, uh, former Red Sox player Steve Pierce saying that they did not cheat. He's also saying he is retiring. Well, you know, we'll we'll wait and see what the commissioner and his uh, people find, uh, you know, once we resume uh, play. And he said he'd announce it just prior to opening day. But as far as Steve Pierce, a real grinder, I mean, he's kind of what baseball exemplifies. A guy, nothing was ever given to him. He had to work hard for it. And glad he had uh, a considerable success, especially at the end of his career. Number four. Tickets to the Super Bowl and a game of the NBA Finals and Stanley Cup Final. Tickets to the World Series, College Football Playoff, National Championship, Daytona 500, the Masters, the list goes on and on. That's one prize that Fanatics founder Michael Rubin has offered to tip off the All-In Challenge, a virtual fundraising event spearheaded by the co-owner of the 76ers and New Jersey Devils, along with colleagues Alan Tisk and Gary uh, Vanderchuk. Robin also is throwing in $1,000 Fanatics gift card to his prize. The challenge, started by Ruben on Tuesday, hopes to raise millions of dollars to provide food for children, the elderly, elderly and frontline workers during the coronavirus crisis, via five charities, Meals on Wheels, No Kid Hungry, America's Food Fund, World Central Kitchen, and Feeding America. A collection of the world's most famous athletes, celebrities, artists, entertainers, and teams and owners are challenged by friends and colleagues to provide something memorable for fans. They will unveil their donations on social media over the next several days with 100% of the money going to the charities. What do you think about uh, that? that? You know, a lot of people are stepping up, uh, Braden, right now in a very, very difficult time, the most difficult time in my uh, my lifetime, and I'm sure everyone else's as well, but a lot of people stepping up in a big way. 
That'll do it. All righty, uh, that is uh, Coach's Corner. When we come back to kick off our number two, University of Cincinnati drops men's soccer amid the uncertainty of the coronavirus. And also want to hear from you as well on the uh, telephones. Coach Jockey Terra, we're heading to 3 o'clock on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Thanks for downloading the Jockey Terra Show on demand. And remember, you can always listen to my show as well as on-demand audio from Ben and Woods, Gwen and Chris, and other Intercom San Diego stations using the Radio.com app. Remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.